Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two, Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer joining you from the city's south side. It's 107 in Edmonton. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex want to wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We banged off a bunch of texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We will tell you that uh, during the season, all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Back to our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety, Mark Spector. Touchback safety from fall protection to forklift training. Trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. Mark's uh, going to join us for the next 20 minutes. George LaRock out of Montreal at uh, 135. Uh, Spec, there's been some news out of Montreal that's surprising to us, and it's somewhat hockey-related and a little bit insider-ish, but one of the best PR guys in the league, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, not part of their plans restructuring moving forward. I found that interesting. Yeah, Dominic Ceylon, uh, he's been around a very long time, man, uh, almost as long as we have. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's fresh news to me, Bob. I don't know what's going on in terms of restructuring. Uh, you know what, sometimes you just get so used to having someone in a position, you think they're going to have it forever, don't you? Well, those are hard jobs. I mean, that, let's face it, you're you're dealing with uh, and the media people, and uh, there's lots of really, uh, you know, uh, really good media people around all over the place, uh, but some uh, have, have got egos. I mean... A lot, of, a lot of us have egos, Mark. And, uh, you know, I host a show called Oilers Now, and I'm pushing, uh, you know, push J.J. Hebert or now Andre Brin and his staff. Like, look, we want to we wanna get the best possible guests we can get on the show from the organization. And it's, uh, and it's an OEG show. And the, the guys in the web team that weren't part of the equation, you know, eight to ten years ago, they're, they're, they've got their thing. And Sportsnet, you know, you guys are like 630 Chad. You're a partner of the Edmonton Oilers. And so there's various demands that come from multiple shows, uh, from the Tim and Sid show, uh, from your angle as a guy that's the beat guy covering the team. Uh, for So, you know, and then you've got, you know, the, the Ryan Rashogs of the world that have got a big base and the guys at the other sports station like Jason and, the, and, and Dustin, that's just locally. And then you have the national. I mean, these are not... Uh, these are not easy situations. You know, the the Jim Mathisons that have been around forever, Terry Jones. I mean, there's a lot of different sort of challenges that come with uh, – and, and then you have players who many are from a school of less is more. We just talked about Leon Dreisaitl becoming more engaged. These are tough jobs, aren't they, Spec? Well, as the media world expands, right? You know, I've had a lot of conversations off the record with PR people who phone me and go, I just got a request from – Remember when I got someone said, Greg Wyshynski from Yahoo 
has requested. Like, is that any? Is that very big? <laughs> and at that time, it wasn't that big, but he's turned into a pretty big guy. Like the traditional definition of hockey media has just expanded and expanded and expanded. The world's smaller. There's more now. They want you on. You know, Tim and Sid wants to set up live hits, and TSN wants out of Toronto wants to set up live hits, and I mean it's. It's a difficult job. You got players on one side saying, "Man, I can't." You know, the coaches are saying, "Don't wear my players out with media." The media is saying, "Hey, we need this, we need that." The players are somewhere in the middle. Some of them are, you know, open books, and some of them would rather not do it at all. It's it's not an easy job being Andre Brin in Edmonton when you got a couple superstars like McDavid and Drysaddle, and your phone's ringing off the hook every day with people all over hockey, NHL Network. You know, places like that. They want a piece of your guys. And your head coach is saying, hey, he's off on my guys. I need to be ready on game night. And then now, uh, conversely, now we have a pandemic. So now you have to have different technical uh, abilities and know how to coordinate and put together things like Zoom and in order to do interviews like that. And, uh, you know, I would think at sometime this week we're going to hear from Dave Tippett. Maybe we'll get him on Oilers now as well. And, and Mark, I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens, like, you know, with the pods, is there, you know, will media be allowed? Maybe not, you know, is there a separate sanctioned area in a building for the media? I would suggest, you know, like if, if one of the two pods is in Canada, and that's probably why Toronto is very appealing for the National Hockey League, um, you know, do you have a separate sort of, closed off area for the respective media and then how do you deal with the coordination are you going to have to do zoom interviews with players after the game i, I don't know yeah there's a lot of different thoughts going around whether you'll have players holding on to ipads doing zoom interviews uh with various different channels and you can tune in on whichever one you want uh there is a feeling that sure we can separate you can have a big press area and you can have your players step out to a podium uh, at a table just like playoffs and have them behind, say, a, you know, a, a plexiglass screen. But you, it's still not cool to stuff 60 media members in a small room because they might get sick. So yeah. it's, it's you know, in the immediate aftermath, Bob, whatever happens here, when they, if they go back and play here in July and August, we're just going to have to, us media guys are going to have to stomach it and live with whatever happens. But Suck it up. Yep. Talk it up, but you know what? If they change, you know this, Bob, you get so much of your broadcast work and Reed Wilkins and Jack done at morning skates when we're in that in that uh, dressing room after morning skate. If, they, if, if dressing room access disappears completely, uh, everybody's job, your job, my job, Reed, Jack, yep. it's all going to change. Well, and, and, you know, many of the listeners right now, you know, look at us and they say, you guys got, you know, we, we, Mark, we've all got a bunch of friends that are doing a lot better than us financially that would trade jobs tomorrow because they'd love to work in sport on a daily basis, and that's never lost on me. Uh, hey, i got to ask you a question here. When does the NHLPA vote for all the uh, award winners? I, we don't know yet. You know what? We don't. We, not the NHLPA, but the PHWA. Sorry, uh, sorry. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah, you for the correction. we don't know yet. It's, it will happen. But uh, that is one of the many questions, Bob. But we've, you know, we've sort of fired up our Masterton uh, voting uh, as just this week. Uh, not ready to announce any names yet, but uh, we will eventually vote on all the major awards as usual. 
When that's going to happen, I cannot tell you. When we come back, we're going to get, uh, I know that Mark sat down with Louis DeBrosk and did a little bit of a an Edmonton-Chicago uh, uh, see. so we're going to get into that, not before I tell you, that now that the retail world is starting to reopen, your friends at Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are, uh, Brendan, if you could just deselect spec here for a second, that'd be great. Your friends at Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are hard at work. The entire inventory has been repriced to make it easier for you to get a new Ford. Get up to 18K off the remaining 2019 F-350s, only a few left, plus Mustangs, Escapes, Explorers, and even Rangers on sale. So uh, let Uncle Melt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. They can lend a hand by calling one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. More with Mark Spector when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Jujar. It's 118 in Edmonton. All right, I'm going to read you one text from former defenseman Mark. Not all of you are going to agree with what he has to say. He says, what we are doing in society right now is not helping. This text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We are reopening a wound that in our society has otherwise healed over. Racism, says former defenseman Mark, is a universal issue. Thankfully, in Canada, says former defenseman Mark, we have largely gotten over this ignorance. Uh, we need to deal with the real issue, which is segments of the population that are above the law. That officer needs to be made an example of in Minneapolis. He had complete control of the situation, says former defenseman Mark, and still used excessive force. This ultimately killed George Floyd. No sooner had this occurred that the state coroner came up with a lineage of conditions uh, that George had, which attributed to his death. This deflected from the fact that had the officer not done what he did to George, George would still be alive. Society sees no repercussions for politicians that are dirty or cops who kill. It is time for justice. It is time to show uh, the repercussions of extremely poor decisions uh, that uh, result in cause death. All right, so that's a, that's a perspective that's out there, just in light of everything else that we discussed, more so in the first half hour. We'll bring Mark Spector back in. Mark Spector for the horses in horse racing, Alberta. It's 120 in Edmonton. we got George LaRock coming up at 135. We'll talk to him about his experiences, and he did have COVID as well. So, Mark, you know, we, we've got, I mean, it's there's a lot going on in the world right now, and there's been a lot of challenges, <laughs> and people have been uh, cooped up for a bunch of weeks, and they've come out swinging literally and figuratively and, and many are peacefully protesting um and it, it it seems pretty distant right now or even a little bit obtuse to sit there and think are we going to have hockey here in two months you know are they going to be able to make a decision and uh, are we going to uh, get back at, at an, uh, up and at them i mean in the back of your mind do you think that any of what's occurred in the last week changes the complexion about the potential of a return to play with the nhl I don't see why it would, Bob. Um, you know, other than the NHL returning a little more enlightened place, which is there's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, but no, I don't. I cannot see how you know rioting mostly across the states and protesting and protesting in Canada uh, would in any way affect a return to play by the NHL. Can you? Uh, no. I mean, this needs. To, assuming that it doesn't get worse. Right. I mean, I, I think that calmer heads need to prevail in many regards. Uh, I don't it may help. A... It may help to decide, you know, which cities right. uh, you're going to go to. Like, I don't know. I thought that St. Louis might have been on that list. I can't even remember. No, they're not. They're they're not on the list. Not anymore. So, you know, that sort of thing. If one, if we're talking about Minneap- cities, Minneapolis was on the list. Yeah, there you go. So Minneapolis may their chances may take a hit here, but other than that, I can't see why the NHL would not return. By the way, there, by the way, there was a poll from Leger that came out today, and Alberta had the highest percentage of people that you know believe that uh, a pod and a return to play in Canada would be good. I think it was around fifty-six percent or something like that. I'll uh, dig it up here. Uh, all right, Edmonton and Chicago. Edmonton and Chicago, Mister Specter. Uh-huh. Uh You have one minute. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to get to 56% of Albertans, according to the Leger uh, study done, uh, they, they quizzed about 2,600 people. 56% of Albertans think it's important a Canadian city hosts the Stanley Cup playoffs, which is highest amongst the provinces. Uh, the, the average for the province is 44%. Um, so there's a statistic uh, for you. By the way, uh, if you want to just to, to uh, sort of, we've hit on a lot of different topics today. 42% of Americans would prefer Justin Trudeau to lead their uh, country. This according to a Leger poll today. In contrast, 76% of Canadians prefer Trudeau and 10% would prefer Trump. So those are some numbers that were out there from the Leger poll. Edmonton and Chicago. Uh, what do you think? How does this match up? Should the Oilers fans be concerned about the veteran experience of the Hawks? Um... That's one of the better elements of the Hawks, certainly. Any team with, you know, Patrick Kane's one of the most dynamic players of his generation. Uh, if you get into overtime, watch out. Uh, you know, Corey Crawford would no doubt play every minute for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he's been there and won two cups. Uh, the Oilers can't say they have that in net, even though their goaltending's been pretty decent this year. Uh, and Jonathan Taves, you know, Jonathan Taves is going to probably get Connor McDavid as a matchup. And, uh, you know, I guess let's see what happens. But uh, in the big picture, Bob, I think that, you know, the Blackhawks give up more scoring chances than any team in the league. Uh, And the Oilers are that young, offensively gifted, uh, emotional team that when the ball starts rolling, I think of that game in the the Anaheim series in 17 when they got to seven, uh, they just started scoring and Anaheim just couldn't stop the momentum. Uh, so I think that they, they ma- the Oilers, the Chicago matches up well for the Oilers. They're not very good defensively, the Blackhawks. And, um, you know, I think that Edmonton could take advantage of that and use use that five-game series as a real good springboard uh, into round one of the actual playoffs. Yeah, what's interesting with Crawford is that Leonard had the better winning record, even though they were uh, both roughly at the same save percentage, which is a sign, and it was a considerably better winning percentage. And to me, that's a sign that maybe Crawford was giving up goals at bad times, or the team played a little bit different in front of Crawford. Uh, they traded away Gustafson, their puck-moving defenseman. I think they might be challenged sort of third and fourth pairings, but I believe they're getting a couple bodies back on the back end. Well, and, who plays uh, against Dreisaitl? What's centerman? 
Well, that second-line center position is going to be a challenge for them. I mean, they made the trade for Nisimov, and that that's sort of what they did last year and why Strom was so successful in the back half of the season in 2018-19 is they, they insulated Dylan Strom because he's not a great yeah. skater. And they moved out of Nisimov in a little bit of a cap move, I think. Uh, but I was a little confused by that trade because they got Zach Smith back. Um, that's a great question. I mean, you know, Dylan Strom doesn't skate well enough to, to I don't think, to. Uh, and Kirby you know. Doc, look, I, I believe Kirby Doc's going to be better long term than. Uh, Kirby Doc's the guy, but this is his first NHL playoff right. game coming up here. Exactly. <laughs> he's, I think he's going to be better long term than Jack Hughes. I'm serious. Sure. I'll stand uh, by. could be. He's a real good player. But, you know, stepping into a playoff series and, and they go, okay, son, first playoff game, we're going to put you over the boards against the Art Ross Trophy winner. Uh, that's a tall order for anybody. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no question. It's uh, it's a, it's it's going to be oh, – I mean, that's that's an interesting battle. I, if I, Actually, if I was the Hawks, I'd go Jonathan Taze against uh, – the. I, I would have Nugent Hopkins back with Dry Settle and Yamamoto. I'd have Taze line go against that line. Okay. And uh, – and I'd split up Taze and Kane, and I'd have whatever Kane's line is on going ahead to head against McDavid's line. But I'd have Chicago's top defense pairing going against McDavid, but I'd have Taze going against Drysaddle. So that's how I would approach it if I was the Hawks. Yeah, it's not a strong defensive core there. Uh, yep. No question. And Gustafson, as, as he did pile up some points for him, he's in Calgary now. Yeah, they, yeah, uh, they tried it. Yeah. yeah, but he is a uh, very deficient defensively. And the book on on Gustafson is he sort of doesn't know when to stop joining the rush. <laughs> you know, it's a three-two game with six minutes left. It might not be the time always to join the so rush. You're, and he you're saying he's a rover. You're saying he's yeah, a rover. He, did, he, he was like old Sandus Ozerlinch, the offenseman. Uh, that's what Gust, how Gustafson plays. And you know, that's good when it's going in the other team's net, but obviously not so great when it's in yours more often than not. Uh, was it Ozelnich that lost his uh, check stub and left it at the Calgary Weston? Yeah, it was Ozelnich, yeah. Yeah, that weighed its round, weighs around the Internet. <laughs> it was like $240,000 for two weeks. Well, he paid uh, more in NHLPA union dues than most guys make in six months. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a tough. And, uh, you know, Connor Murphy on the right side, they get Mata back. You know, those guys, I mean, Connor Murphy, that, the whole trade between Arizona and uh, Chicago uh, for Connor Murphy. Uh, what's his face going from the Hawks? The, the Jarmelson. Yeah, Nicholas Jarmelson. That really upset That's Joel That's a Clark. crusher. I, 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 to this day, I don't know why they made that trade. I thought there was something going on with Jarmelson's health that only the Hawks knew about. But he yeah. played in Arizona and played well. And he was the heart and soul of those that defensive core you know, Keith's a better player, and Seabrook had played with Keith and was a yep. leader on that team. But the blood and guts, it's like a way, way better Chris Russell is Nick Jarmelson, and Chicago dearly misses his presence. Yeah, I'd be a little leery keep an eye on Debrinket, too. He had a bad season this year, but he can always salvage a come playoff time. Let's hope we get to that point, Mark. Let's hope we get to the point where Edmonton's playing Chicago. The only the only bad thing about an Edmonton-Chicago series is half the fun of it is – of playing Chicago in the playoffs is you get to go to the United Center and see the crowd and hear the anthem and yeah. spend some time in Chicago. They're going to be playing the darn games in Pittsburgh or something. We're watching them on TV, Bob. Last road game we were at, Mark, was in Chicago. You were there when we did our New West indeed. travel trip. All right. Hey, Spec, have a great week. Thanks for your time. All right, Bobby. Take care.
You bet. George LaRock up next on Oilers Now after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.